Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey Chickstorians, it's Annie here. Uh, flying solo today. Um, if you guys follow Evie on social media, you would have seen uh, it's been a very sad week for us, especially for Evie. Sadly, we lost little Beverly from our fur baby pack this week and we just thought we'd give Evie some space this week um, so she didn't have to worry about recording. We do record uh, the week before. We're not that organised. We're not organised enough to have some up our sleeve like Sammy always tells us we should do. And we never do for these occasions. So instead, what we've decided to do, I asked Evie which episode she wanted to dedicate to Bev. And she's gone with a really special ep that we did in season one, towards the end of season one, all about Frances Levy. She was one of Australia's first animal rights activists. So in memory of Bev, we hope you really enjoy this episode. If you have fur babies, go and give them uh, an extra long cuddle tonight. We do not get enough time. And Evie, we love you. We're thinking of you. We're so sorry. And um, if you want to send Evie a note, you can email us at mychickstory at gmail.com or you can DM us or you can send a DM to Evie. She reads every single one of them. And um, yeah, just thanks a lot for your support. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you again next week. Hand me down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Your turn. Oh, have I got. Let on me. This is actually one from you. Oh. You sent this to me. Did I? Yeah, ages ago. Mm-hmm. And I've only just gotten around to it, mm-hmm. as you do. Mm-hmm. I'm just bringing in my computer. Oh, I think someone's popped off. Oh, it might be um, Bev. Oh. Oh, shit. Might Hold be on Sam a minute. Back at his house. Hold on a minute. Oh, oh that's special. Oh, I think that's fresh. <laughs> that's. T- hey, stinky bum. Yep, that was you. I don't know what that voice was. Wow. Okay. Um, I'm just trying oh, to find it. God, that made my eyes water. All right, I'm just going to tell you about this woman. Her yep. name is Frances Levy. Uh, yes. You remember that one? Yeah. How did you find that? I don't know. Okay. Frances Levy, Frances mm-hmm. Deborah yep. Levy. Yeah. She was born in 1831. Good. I love we're going back right back again. I love it. Um, love that. She was born on the 14th of November. Yep. Which makes her a Scorpio. Mm-hmm. Very important. Mm-hmm. At Penrith, New South Wales. Fourth child of Barnett Levy. Penrith. A Jewish watchmaker and theatre director, and his wife Sarah Emma Nee Wilson. Mm. Both parents had come free to the colony from London. Barnett died in 1837 and his impoverished widow educated their four children in the country. They became devoutly Christian. Oh. Isn't that odd? Yeah. You don't hear many Jews becoming Christian. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, although if you go to Bondi, there's in Bondi Junction there's a shop that's called Jews for Jesus, Jesus. Yeah. Which I always found fascinating. Yeah. The end. Okay. Um, later, Frances and her mother may have lived with the elder daughter, Emma, 
So this is all there is. This entire thing that I'm reading, I scoured the internet after this and yep. found one other thing about her. Okay. Nothing else. I could find nothing else about okay. this woman. Okay. I could find the things that she's done, but yep. nothing more about her. So I'm just going to tell you all that, that anyone's – and sometimes it's maybe. Okay. That's okay. fine. Like we say, we're not yep. – she I'm may have lived with him. <laughs> she it's not may. bloody rocket surgery. <laughs> still gets me every time. Still gets me. I'm just moving around. Rocket surgery. Sorry. Okay, get comfy. Get comfortable. Yeah, get comfy. Thanks, yeah. mate. Yeah. Okay. She may have lived with her elder daughter, Emma. Yeah, yeah. Okay, oh, so no. let's just recap. She's in Penrith. She's born in Penrith. Yep. 1800s. 1831. Wow, and dad they were dies. even out in Penrith in the 18... 18- that Penrith was one of the first. Yeah, right. Because oh, it's quite inland, though. No so one, that's the one thing we've learnt from. Um, what's that show we like back in time? For yeah, dinner? yep. Um, n- people didn't live by the water. If you did, you were poor because it stunk. You were a, wor- a wharfie. You were a yeah, worker, so right. you were richer to go inland. So Camden, Penrith, right? That was, you know, they were where the money was, and that mm. house mm. Mm-hmm. in back in time for dinner. Mm. I think that's like Dural or something. Mm. Or, okay, yep, yeah, yeah. No, yep, good, good. Now we know. Yeah. Okay, so um, her daughter married Doctor Joe. Oh, to recap, yeah. 31, she was born. Her dad dies 37. Her okay. mother is yep. then single mum. Yep. Four children, takes them to the country and yes. starts to educate them. Yep, yep. Okay, so daughter Emma, sister, sorry, Emma, mm. uh, she marries a Dr. George Thomas Clark of Hillview, Penrith. Mm. By 1873, mm-hmm. when Sarah died, that's the mum, mm-hmm. both Emma and Frances had adopted the name Levy, even though they were born with the name Levy. Okay. Weird. Um, it was spelt different. L E V E Y, and they adopted L E V V Y. Oh, why? Okay. I don't know. Okay. Because maybe people were saying Levy. Maybe, and but they were like, it's Levy. Levy. Um, I'd say that was more of a Christian, anyway. Um, <laughs> really? What? That was more of a Christian because they were leaning towards Christianity. Yeah, right. Oh, okay. Maybe more that of a was Christian, Christian spelling. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Getcha. Getcha. Kept the same name, changed the um, the religion of it. Yeah. Okay. Who knew? Who knew? George Go. Clark, Dr. George, dies yeah. in 1874 and his widow and her sister moved to Newtown in Sydney. Oh, yeah. And then later, Frances lived at Wallara until she purchased Eula Cottage at Waverley. Mm. Probably still there. We could mm. probably find it. Where'd she get her money from? I don't know. Mm. On, I oh, will probably George, the doctor. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Left the money to the sister and the sister probably divided yeah, it okay. and let her buy a house and she bought a house. We are yeah. speculating. We are spe- making assumptions. Okay, so um, in 1884 she became involved with the cause that was to shape and fill the rest of her life. She and Emma founded Australia's first band of mercy to teach children kindness to animals. Frances reported. Now I remember. Yeah, you remember now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Frances was reported in 1889 and as aiming to make children more alert to save something, to stop stone throwing at old people. (laughs) Stop throwing stones at old people. (laughs) You know what's wrong with the kids today? Bloody stone Stones. throwing. Jesus. What's with all the stone throwing? I mean, it was a real problem. 
You know what? This just makes me always think, you know, there's always older people who go, children today. Oh, yeah, back in Mars. I'm going to throw this back at them and go, well, I bet you threw stones at people. Yeah, which is not nice. And you know what they say about throwing stones? Yeah, don't live in a frigging glass house house while you do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, you know, my favourite comedian, Dimitri Martin. I love him. He says... Actually, the only people who should be allowed to throw stones are people who lived in glass houses because if they're trapped in the glass house, then throwing a stone's the only way they could get out. That's true. <laughs> See, flipped it. Flipped it on his head. They stopped to stop stone throwing at old people and to in- induce men to desist from being cruel to the dumb animals under their charge. The dumb animals. Yeah, that's what they called like older, like dumb animals, animals that they didn't think had brains. Right, like pigs. Horses, pigs, all of livestock. They didn't think they had any brains. We know differently now. (laughs) (laughs) Miss Levy worked energetically to expand her organisation. By 1897, she claimed 446 groups with membership numbering 26,000. Holy dooly. Permitted to establish groups within New South Wales public schools. Then this is going to this is going to really interest you because remember our very first podcast, yeah. our very first episode yes. was about El- Elfenstone Dick, Harriet Elfenstone. And Dick. she mm-hmm. ended up going and teaching in schools. Yes. Well, the, Francis tells us well. Yeah, right. Yeah. She was paid 50 pounds per annum by the Department of Public Instruction. Mm-hmm. Each year she visited up to 60 schools, organising and judging an essay competition that elicited hundreds of entries. She also engaged in voluminous... Voluminous. Lots, I'm just going to say. Lots, yeah. lots of correspondence with leaders of bands, the groups, Bands of Mercy, not the like groups. Metallica. Yeah, not like... Don't know. Yeah, like, like the Queens of Mercy. Yeah. Um, outside Sydney. So in December 1886, Mm. she helped to found and was honorary secretary of a woman's branch of the Royal Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. Oh, wow. So that's the RSPCA. Holy, wow. Yeah, she helped found that. She helped found the RSPCA. During the 1890s, however, one of her inspectors was convicted of extortion. Oh, This led to a humiliating public rejection by the British RSPCA in 1896. Mm -hmm. Um, Levy's organisation became the Women's Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals, so WSPCA. In 1899, its committee presented her with a purse of sovereigns. I don't know what that is. A a purse of sovereigns. But it was a purse of sovereigns. Okay. What is a sovereign? Hey Is it a coin? What's what's a sovereign? Sovereign is a title which can be applied to the highest leader in various categories. Well, how, how do you get a purse of sovereigns? I say what's a purse of sovereigns? What's a purse? Yep, yeah, sorry, that was Annie. Um, what's a purse of sovereigns? Oh, sorry about that. That's all right. Um, what's a purse of sovereigns? She has no idea. <laughs> um, 
Let's just say it's a purse with some coins in it. Okay, you keep going, I'll Google it. Okay. Um, <laughs> she resists amalgamating with the Animals Protection Society of New South Wales in 1902, mm. which I found interesting. Yeah, why? She didn't want to get together. Well, I'd say she was quite burnt by what happened with the RSPCA, the extortion right. thing that happened. She wanted and to keep it just to, yeah. Keep it as the Fair women's enough. thing and maybe the um, Animal Protection Society was run by people she didn't like. Yeah. We don't know. That's the thing. There is no, I couldn't find anything. Any information. A sovereign is a gold coin um, oh. that is Set coins. A, a, uh, of the UK with a nominal value of one pound sterling. Oh, that's a, that's a lot. If you mm. get a purse full. Yeah, I geez. know. That's not bad. So there you go. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Annie, Siri. Sorry, I just had to burp then. I've been drinking oh, Coke today. Dear. I didn't mean to do that. You're right. Yep. Levy's greatest capacity was for writing. And her major achievement was her editorship of the Band of Mercy and Humane Journal of New South Wales. Each month from July 1887 mm. until August 1923, Shit. she presented a publication of remarkably even quality for both children and adults. The magazine reported the activities of the groups of the WSPCA mm-hmm. on behalf of animals such as delegations for a lethal chamber for the painless destruction of stray dogs. Oh. Yeah. A lethal chamber. Yeah. So. Like a gas chamber? Well, maybe there was injections by then. Mm. That was the beginning of the green needle. I don't know. Oh, okay. Yep. But it was but painless. That's good. Yeah, she's obviously like made Because they would have just change. shot them before that. Oh. And fundraising for horse for a horse ambulance. A horse ambulance. A horse ambulance. What? Mm. Submitted articles were subjected to her energetic. I love this. To her energetic editorial comment. Yes. While she wrote many of the poems and stories herself. Full of passionate concern for animals and reflecting her deeply held religious convictions, mm-hmm. the magazine was a rare record of a moderate animal protectionist's personal philosophy and life. Now, I did find some of her entries. Yes. And I did find some of her poems. Oh. Now, I'm not going to read them unless you really want me to because yeah. they make no sense to I me. I think you should read at least one. Okay, because they are hard, like yeah. smarty pants words. Okay, we'll just try. All right. Choose the smallest one. All right, you've got it. And we, we're here for you if you need us, and we've got Siri standing by. All right, you asked for it. Yep. Here it comes. I'm just finding one. Stay with me. Okay. The difference between now and 20 years ago is most marked. It is hardly ever now that one sees a sore-backed, lame, miserable-looking horse in the streets. Look at the cab horses. This makes complete sense. Sorry, I hadn't read this one. (laughs) (laughs) I sound like a dumb-dumb. Because this makes complete sense. Like, what didn't you get about a lame horse in it? Look at the cab horses and cart horses. What fine, well-kept animals they are. 
Okay, well, that's one. Oh, that's it. Oh. No, there's more. <laughs> um, I'm really finding it hard to see where you okay, struggled this is, with that one. Maybe this is it. Okay. okay. okay Does civilization in any way depend on possession of animals? Give reasons, state requirements and value of poultry keeping, incubator, food, incidental diseases. Is it suitable work for women and girls? Beekeeping, requirements and value. Hives, honey producing flowers, food in winter, etc. Is it suitable work for women and girls? Is the exhibition of wild animals in travelling menageries consistent with humanity? She's just asking a shit ton of questions. She is. Well, you know, she would have. And people would write back to their, her? Um, essays. Es- oh. Okay, yes. so she would put one out every week. Yeah, yeah. Um, this. Yeah. And they would. She would get hundreds. Yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah. That's, they would be awesome to read they would wouldn't they responses and what people thought at the time so she also belonged to the girls friendly society you know the girls friendly society Mm -hmm. what's oh well there was the girls mean bitch society (laughs) and there was the girls friendly Friendly society Society. she was belonged to that oh that's nice and the church of england temperance society temperance what does temperance mean siri siri hey siri what does temperance mean? Temperance means abstinence from alcoholic drink. Okay, that's awful. Oh. <laughs> but good on them. This Church of England Temperance Society. What a boring, bloody church that was. <laughs> she donated nothing against alcoholics. No, or, or, or the church. Who are, no, against the church. But people who are sober and you're doing really yes. well, good on you. Good Stay on you. that it's way. It's kind of like the 12-step program maybe maybe it was the beginning the AA yeah Yeah. she donated money to the London Society an organization in promoting Christianity among Jews oh in her later years she was blind bedridden and almost deaf oh but continued her magazine oh Oh. she died on 29th of November 1924 oh at Waverley and was buried at the Anglican Cemetery at Randwick Sir Joseph Carruthers, former Minister for Education and the RSPCA, honoured her with the establishment of the Francis Levy Essay Competition. Mm. Her will asked that she be buried with oil paintings of her beloved sister. Oh, breaks oh. my heart. So that's pretty much all I could find of Francis, mm. which happens to be my grandmother's name as well. I mean, I love that a woman was the founder of the RSPCA. Yeah. I mean. Well, she helped found helped it. Helped found it. Yeah. Um, you know, and that she had the, the wherewithal back then to um, to even think about animals in that way. Because oh. oh. I, I, I would think that the animals would have been just seen, I mean, especially, you know, in that um, Back in Time for Dinner show, when they have to, like, boil the calf's head, like, Jesus. Well, we still have to do that. Yeah, but, I know. Um, I don't know. I th- I hope that there wasn't too much pain. I don't think there would have been, though, in um, slaughtering. Mm. I think that farmers and abattoirs or before abattoirs, before it became a mass – or maybe the abattoir was just the, the guy who – the butchers or whatever, before it went to the butcher, yeah. um, would slaughter – the animals i think you can i think they did that quite humanely with a knife and the throat and it's very quick yeah yeah. um she was more about 
anim- pets, animals, strays. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, putting your horse out to pasture, even if it's lame, lame. instead yeah. of, you know, painlessly killing it or, you know, that kind of thing. Um, because mm. it's today that the mass production of it's a lot meat worse. killing. Yeah. It's a waste. Yeah. Meat gets thrown away. These animals back in the day would ne- you would never let throw it. Yeah, you'd, that, well, that's you why ate, you a, ate head. a head. God, and there's just mm. something in that Europeans and Asians they still do that. That's how mm. they make all their stocks. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just buy it, which is made from the heads and yeah. the guts and everything. Yeah, um, but we just don't. We're not really privy to all that. I no. think paleo brought that in, didn't it? We all beca- started becoming I think bone so. broth makers. Yeah, yeah and- <laughs> the bone broth juice. <laughs> Make your house stink for three days. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, it's interesting because it's sort of, you know, I always think about just the um, vegans and veganism and, and you I know. I if she was a vegan. Yeah. She would have had yeah. to have been, wouldn't she? I don't know. Interesting. Because I think it's um it's the disconnect of the way that we get our meat and the the way that meat is presented to us now that makes us disconnect it from yes. a living animal. Yes. And I think that the key to becoming a vegan, I, I mean, don't at me if you are one. I'm not. Is um is is finding how you tap into that every single time you go to eat meat, like tap into the fact that you are eating an animal that has, or an animal product or an animal product that has in some way been killed for your killed for you. Yeah, that's the that's I think is always the the key to to becoming a vegan. Remembering right. that every single time yeah, because yeah. it's so easy to forget. God, yeah. You know? I, I choose to forget. Yeah, and we do. Yeah, we choose to forget because I'm, the taste of something and the I'm thought so of something is relieved that we, they come in plastic containers. Yeah. Our meat. Yeah. But I'm also a big one on I think we should all learn to slaughter if mm. we're going to eat meat. Yeah. But we don't. I mean, there's just nothing that could ever make us do that. No. But, um, Unless we have a farm. Yeah, yeah. But still that. it's not a – a law it's not something uh, you know that you'd have to do before you're allowed to eat meat yeah of course but it would be interesting Mm. if we i think there'd be a lot more appreciation there'd be a lot less waste i think so too if we had to learn how to chop a chook's head off yeah and like why a duck's neck yeah and why do we why do we place some some sentient on Mm. some animals and not on other animals well that's what we were just talking about the octopus yeah yeah i mean it's the same as if you have a lamb or if you have a pig yeah or if you have a duck or a chicken i mean these animals become your pets yeah my friends lots of my friends have chickens one of my friends nicole she has chickens and she only eats the eggs yeah i was like what do you do do you eat the chickens when they're and she goes god no yeah no you couldn't do it could you I don't know. Farmers do. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know either. Anyway, I remember this is, watching a show called From Paddock to Plate. Direction. Did you ever see Paddock? No. There's something. I remember. Cottage, the Cottage Cook, the Cottage. Mm-hmm. It's a guy from mm-hmm. Tasmania. Mm-hmm. And they, he had to kill a baby um, goat, a kid. Right. And yeah. he went from behind the house with his shotgun 
and he got it right between, like it Ooh, was so fast and Jesus. painless and the goat had no idea it was coming yeah but it was such a shock to watch for everyone because we were goggle boxing yeah, it so yeah. everyone's reaction oh, was the same like god. oh my god oh my god but like he got the gut and stuffed that with this and he used this for that and blood. he used the entire thing mm, um mm, it was amazing to watch it was yeah. inspiring and heartbreaking all at the same time but I just think that is much more preferable to me than just eating meat and yeah. trying to forget, mm. you know, that this is a living creature that died for you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, Francis Levy. Yeah, Francis. Love it. My grandmother's name was Francis and so was her brother. Yeah, Francis and Francis. Yep, Frank and Josie. Oh, I love how they change names. Just, they were I don't just always called, use their yeah. middle names. Just Call me something else. We could call you Genevieve. Yeah, you call could. Me Justice. Justice. Jesus Christ. Justice Christ. Uh, Excuse me, I burped again. So I was listening. Can I just say I was listening to this week's episode that came out? Yeah. And it was really short. Yeah. And got to the end and I went, okay, all right, I think we'll just end it there. It was really abrupt. Okay. And you went, okay. And I went, because I'm hungry. (laughs) (laughs) And are you hungry again? Well, I'm not actually. I think the Coke's done something. Yeah. The (laughs) Coca-Cola has done something to me. (laughs) Filled me up with bubbles. Yeah, we both had a Coca-Cola. I know I've got a bit of a chest pain or something. I think it's it's probably just gas. Gas? I got some gas. You think it's hot gas? I got some gas. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Oh, my God. Can I, can I also ask you, did you watch Clementine Ford's deep dive into steel magnolias this week? No, because, look. No. If you I ever didn't. say anything negative about her, <laughs> I will fight you to the death. <laughs> I know you will. No, and you will love will it. Me you as will well. love it. It's such a beautiful um, Yeah dedication to that movie because it's not just about she goes really you know she deep dives yeah 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 about the writer and you know because it's about his sister and his all the women he grew up in a salon so he was just listening the entire time to women and he thought it was so amazing the magic of women's conversations and how important they Mm -hmm. were Mm -hmm. that when his sister died of diabetes complicate like Shelby does in the movie Um, He wrote, (laughs) I think everyone knows. I don't think it, yeah, okay. Everyone knows, it's still Magnolias. Some people might not have seen it. They've even made a black version. Have they? Yeah. Wow. Queen Latifah's in it. Good. You know. Love it. Alfred Woodard. Or Woodward, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. um, Okay. It goes into him a lot. Yeah. And how his mother just could not believe he'd done this. Because he was so upset that the ba- that the child was going to grow up and never know how amazing his mother was. Yeah, right. That he decided to write a play. It was a play. Mm, that's sweet. Oh, you'd love it. It's such a great deep dive. Okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. I just, I'm just, I get scared because I don't, I'd no. rather just be ignorant to some things that she calls out sometimes. Like no, don't. Sex in the city. Woke. Get yourself worked up. And Carrie Bradshaw. Yeah, I know about that, but you need to, you need to face that sometime. You need to face that Carrie Bradshaw was an asshole. One day you will. One day. Yeah, but she dressed well. She bloody dressed like a demon. She like a demon. Like a demon. Demon. <laughs> no, like a demon. 
What? <laughs> like a demon. Demon. No. What? A demon. No. Like a. <laughs> like, like a demon. Hear the difference? Demon? No! Sam, what is she saying? Like a demon. <laughs> it's, it's like that TikTok meteor. Meteor? Meteor? The other one that she did. It was very funny. I haven't seen it. The Hey Angel, Hey God. Oh, no, that's the one. Yeah, there's another one. Oh, okay. And it's very similar. Two words. Oh. Um, so did you, you get rid of Trump? Did, what, did I what? I told you to get rid of him and make, make him president. <laughs> she goes, oh, a president? <laughs> I made him a president? Oh, my God. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> On that note, oh, see you next week. Ding, 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 chick story. <laughs> Good on you. You made it all the way through to the end. So these are just the credity bits, but don't stop because these are important. Please rate, review and subscribe as it helps other people just like you find out about this podcast. Executive producers of Chickstery are me, Annie Potatoes and Evie Jones. Our producer slash editor slash waterboy slash wineboy is Sam Peterson. Follow us on Instagram at chickstery underscore podcast and email us at mychickstery at gmail.com. Oh, and check out Sam's podcast, Confessions of the Idiots. It's great.